Shut up, I love it. Hello, this is Sasha. And this is Jay. And this is Shut Up, I Love It, a podcast where we invite a guest, a very unexpected guest, to talk about something that's maybe underrated in the world, maybe unloved, maybe just underloved, different levels of little amount of love. Joining <laughs> us today, he is, well, he's the co-host of this podcast, but today he is in the hot seat. He is a writer, a comedian, just comedian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is an uh, actor, I think, too, and director. Yeah, we I can, do it all. We, we can go on and on on this very impressive list. Welcome, Joe Cabello. What's up, everybody? It's so good to be here uh, now again as a guest. Uh, I've <laughs> usurped that position of a co-host somehow through the pandemic. Now I have to learn how to be a guest again. Joe, what are you here to talk about today? I am here to talk about the film One Cut of the Dead, which is a, uh, a Japanese horror movie uh, directed by uh, Shinichiro Ueda. I believe I pronounced that correctly. Um, and yeah, I'm here to talk about that because I don't think a, a lot of people have heard about it, but the people who have heard about it love this movie. Well, we'll find out when we get to hear from all the people who saw this movie, Jay and I included. But let's just say how we stumbled upon this. We, like me, Sasha, how do I, did I stumble on this pod, uh, on this topic? Is because you, Joe, mentioned before in a previous pod, like a podcast recording that, oh my God, like this is like one great Japanese movie that's a modern movie and it's just like impossible to not love. I remember just something like that. Yeah, I hyped it up. It was my 10. I used it for the rating system on another Japanese movie, and sure. it was what I considered the 10. Right. Right. That was that the episode movie. you did with Patrick, right? Because mm -hmm. I remember this night. Like, now it's all coming back to me, this fateful night. And uh, I was, I was, I was uh, uh, resting while you were doing the podcast, and then, and then you came up and said, oh, Joe said One Cut from the Dead is his favorite movie ever. And so we watched it that very night. I mean, it was like no, oh, interesting. no contest. It was, it was just like, okay, that's what we're watching tonight. And so we're here talking about it today. Joe, why is this such a favorite of yours? Okay, so I do have a preamble for this movie um, because I don't think it – it, it's not a movie that relies on you knowing nothing about it, but I think it makes for a really fun experience. If you say, I am going to be here for the hour and a half and I'm going to watch this movie and I have no idea what it's about. I think it's really fun to go into this movie blind because it has an odd structure and the, the odd structure not knowing about it, I think enhances it. So what I would say, if this sounds interesting to you at all, pause this podcast, uh, pause it and go watch it and then, you know, enjoy the discussion afterwards because there's a lot, I think, to discuss about it and like kind of pick a part of it. Yeah, and, and I gotta say, I went into it not knowing. I knew it was like a, it's like a Japanese zombie film. There's like a guy with a camcorder. I'm like, okay, it's some kind of like filmmaking thing, zombie type, type of deal. But 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 I went into it not knowing any of the like the the twists or like what the like what it truly was going to be about. I was completely blind. So I would recommend yeah. that going in blind if you were uh, if you're going. Yeah, fellow it. blind watcher. Um, and fellow blind watches, blind. not necessarily, <laughs> you know, again, it doesn't mean that I 100% agree with the rating. We will get to it. We will get to it. Um, what is and the premise, also, one I thing guess. I do want to say about it, too, mm -hmm. 
for anybody who's still like, I want to watch this before I get their discussion, get to their discussion, is that what turned me off from watching this movie for a long time was I was done with the zombie genre. Yeah. I have no real hate for it. It's just I've seen a lot of zombie movies. I was very into it for a time. I don't see a lot that add much for me personally. Yeah, to the like, genre. like what do you think what do you think killed it was like The Walking Dead? Like I for me it was The Walking Dead. I think I just like having hundreds of episodes of a zombie show. It was cool at yeah. first and then it just sort of became like too pervasive and like the I I'm, I'm in the same boat. Like I love this. I love like classic zombie movies and have always been a lifelong fan, but the genre is definitely a little fucked out at this point. It, it, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like a like a comedy that's shot like documentary style. You're like, "Okay, yeah, I get I get it. Like you saw The Office, you know, 15 years ago and this is the same thing so it feels like a little bit of a of a of a, of a done uh, uh genre for the moment yeah and for me even just thinking about uh, asian cinema train to busan uh, which is a korean movie yeah um that one people loved i just didn't like it that much um, had some problems because but and i think it's fun but i didn't i just didn't think it added much to the conversation um but that's kind of where my head that's just to say that's where my head is with zombie movies even that movie that you know, was contemporary, a new contemporary zombie movie uh, that people loved. I just was like not hot on it. So all of that is to say this isn't a zombie movie. Not hard. <laughs> not hard. <laughs> you, you, would say, hard. So you would say this isn't a zombie movie? Okay. I would say it's not sure. a zombie movie. Don't go into it thinking it's going to be an hour and a half of a zombie one movie. One Cut of the Dead is, one not, cut a, of the dead. is not a zombie movie. It's not a zombie movie. movie. Don't let that... Uh, I would dis- I would disagree, Joe. But please proceed. Uh, we'll come back to that. I would disagree. I think that I think it's absolutely fair. a genre or, or a zombie movie. But it's it's like um, you know alternative uh, uh, like, like like version like 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 a, like a reimagined genre film. I guess in a way, what I'm saying is it's more than that. Yeah. It's okay. More than well, what is movie? the premise of this film? Just so, so we, let's get even into it. somebody I'll decides to not watch this film, but still proceed with listening to the episode, just to get an idea <laughs> of what it's about. Why would you do that? Yeah. Uh, so I think you know the IMDb synopsis we could take. Things go badly for a hack director and film crew shooting a low-budget zombie movie in an abandoned World War II Japanese facility when they're attacked by real zombies. Which is funny. I don't know why they even add that it's a World War II Japanese facility. I don't remember that being all that important, but. Very well. People write these IMDb well, well, synopsis. Well, well I, I think that was the part of that was was like that's why there were zombies there because there was some kind of like Japanese atrocity, World War Two Nazi experiments going on there, and they had yeah, they, they like resurrected the dead. It was like it had kind of a like a Hitler's obsession with the occult, like crossed with Japanese World War Two history, like going on there. Like, but I, yeah, th- th- underexplored. Yeah, I think it was more just like like the, I, the film within the film. It's like it's it, it's like the the. The, the director kind of throwing a little in a little spice like the, the director of the film within the film trying to uh, reinvent the genre as well as the as the actual film sure yeah yeah aggressive I don't know I why say. for the uh, for the synopsis it doesn't <laughs> seem like it's uh, the movie crux is all no, no it's, is it's my, certainly not like a, like, a like an integral <laughs> but, crucial detail but well, yeah. in fact, I, I just th- find those IMDB things it funny is, sometimes yes it is amusing <laughs> but I think it also may have been part of the marketing in the first place to get the zombie lovers to come to watch this film well we'll ta- i know a lot about the making of this movie which we'll get into but let me just get into i guess it. i'll give my overall thesis of the movie i think what's why i love this movie is because it is a very uh it's a love letter to a very specific type of filmmaking 
uh, that I think even all of us are familiar with and have worked in. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Specifically zombie films. Yeah, like like, like low-budget filmmaking, basically. <laughs> like, and lo- and right? not even just low-budget filmmaking. Renegade. It's not... A, it's Because uh, I guess I'll give the, um, the umbrella structure, and we'll go into the specifics of yeah. that structure later, but the first 37 minutes is a one-shot take of a zombie movie, um, which is the film crew getting attacked by zombies so it's kind of a meta thing already that's the first 37 minutes and, and then, going and going into it blind i assume that was what the movie was like, the whole like, movie right so, so, yeah so so i'm not thinking like oh this is going to be a, like this is going to have four different like like you know reality flips in it like oh this is just this is just a zombie movie mm. and they're doing it in one take sure and i was like yeah cool like i was i was i'm fully on board like, like even though it was kind of like low, but yeah. it rem- reminded me of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or like Last House on the Left, like really raw, like like fucking renegade production horror film of the seventies. But know, because like yeah, people craft. started be- being attacked and killing so early on in this thirty-seven minute period, there was like a one-note situation where we're like, okay, so is this whole movie gonna be just like them running after each other and killing people? Yeah, and, and, and screaming. And there was a lot and of that screaming. thirty-seven. <laughs> yeah, that thirty-seven minutes is also a little like stilted. It's there's something odd about it like certain moments just seem like awkward uh, awkward yeah and so you get that and it's a, like a full story a full 37 minute movie credits roll then the second act of the movie is you find out that what you just saw was part of a uh, television network hired a director to make a one-shot zombie broadcast uh, live broadcast live because <laughs> that's yeah, a yeah. thing yeah that's so the, the second thing act like live live broadcast there's no yeah it's, it's not live. just one take it's not like one take that you can do 25 times and get right it's like they have one they shot have one shot it. yeah yeah you yeah. can't miss your chance to go opportunity comes once in a lifetime <laughs> uh so the the second act is him building the team and you kind of seeing uh the the issues within you know, the typical uh, dramatic issues within a film. Then the third act is seeing what actually was happening to pull off what you had seen in the first 37 minutes and what caused all the stiltedness or odd moments. And that's the general structure of the movie. So shooting, like the third act is basically, is the footage of the filmmaking process. Yeah, it's somewhat like Noises Off, I believe is the name, the play where you get half of the play is showing the play and then the other half is showing backstage. I vaguely remember that, yes. W- weird things that would happen during the play got uh, justified in the second yeah, half. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, One Cut from the Dead... Co- it's it's like part of like a move like like films about making films right which is which is like a weird genre because even before I started like working in film I I loved films about films because I loved seeing like what the hell actually like if I if I'd seen this when I was in high school I would have been like fucking over the moon with it I would be like holy shit do you see how they get because because it, it's it's like films about making low budget movies are always inspiring because you feel like oh th- it's hard to make a movie but these idiots are making this movie and pulling it off and that looks yeah. like that looks like fun looks looks like something I could accomplish. You know, it's not they like did it. you're not seeing the behind the scenes of Star Wars where it's like these master like craftsmen everywhere and there's millions of dollars and you know it's like yeah. like, like, like a film about making a film tends to be about like a ramshackle production. Like like, like I'm thinking of movies like Living in Oblivion. Have you seen Living in Oblivion? I haven't seen that. No. Oh, I, I would highly recommend seeing Living in Oblivion as far as like a movie about making movies. Uh, Tom DeSillo directed that and uh, yeah, th- th- there's just like there's something fun about it. But a lot of people don't like that genre. Genre, I am that person. Hello. Yeah, and and I I t- 
tend to uh, I feel like a lot of the times those get made out of being low budget <laughs> so for and for some reason which is also difficult because if you're making a movie about making a movie you need twice the equipment <laughs> but um yeah going back to why well, i like well, this well well hold on joe i just got to say from like whenever because like even though i've never made a movie about making the movie constantly we're making scenes about making movies you know like 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 so you're doing that thing of like we're behind the scenes on a movie set and you kind of have to create mm -hmm. a level of artifice it's actually it is expensive, but not not as much as you think because you end up recycling your shit. Like, you end up taking your equipment. Like, you end up t taking the actual wardrobe racks, you know, and pushing them into the shot. Yeah, or the you, light you didn't use. Yeah. And it's usually a shitty camera. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, that's, you know, you got to get a crane maybe and a camera to make it look professional. But, like, a lot of times you end up using your own production uh, equipment, you know, to, 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 yeah. to production. Yeah, in that way it can movie. be easier. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But, 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 uh, no, but thinking... Uh, what's that one movie that actually? It's about mo movies that starts with one long take. It's about an executive, I think. Oh, the player. Uh, the, the player. The player. Robin player. Allen, yeah. The player is like one of those where it's like, no, you have to see a full like film set. You have to see like a eight hundred thousand dollar crane in the shot. Yeah, that's an that expensive version of that. So yeah, that's just yeah, yeah. yeah what I'm talking about. But or, or, why or, I like this movie? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Just to to get that back, that whole point circled back, is it's not just a love letter to low budget filmmaking. It's a love letter to low budget, um, like company mandated filmmaking. So there's this thing that will happen in the industry where the uh, powers that be, the producers, ask of creative something. They're basically say, hey, here's enough money to do a bad job. And you have to do a good job. And you go into the project knowing this is this can only be as good as it is. And that's kind of what this movie is about. Nobody, this isn't anybody's passion project in this crew. They're all hired guns and they're happy to do it. Certainly. But they're given this impossible task that the execs don't, don't really there. They never any point are like acknowledging how hard it is. They throw it in the hands of these people knowing it could make or break these people's careers. And then these people, this passionless project, the the passion they get from it is simply completing it and doing their craft as a team yeah it's like and it's, that's it's what like I the, like it's like the poem of, or the 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 epic story of the freelancer like, like the, he's just a freelance artist and everyone they're all freelance artists and they're just being given like like not enough money to pull it off but like fuck it this is what we do and we love to do it and and so they they, they kind of manufacture passion for something that's kind of could also be a soulless enterprise you know yeah like, but and they find the passion you know in those moments when you're like with a crew of people who some of them you know are not working on a uh a freaking Snapchat production for a Taco Bell commercial and you actually get the really difficult shot that you had no business trying to even get for a fucking Taco Bell Snapchat. Yeah. There's this weird pride in that. And that's why I like this movie specifically about that type of uh, filmmaking. Uh, but it also has a lot of those elements of just like low budget friends getting together filmmaking, mm -hmm. like, passion and love so that's why i like this movie and i think it's very fun aside from the fact that it's so bold in its um in its structure um i mean the credits even roll at 37 minutes you get about like 30 seconds of credits <laughs> Yeah, right, right. They, they they play the whole short, and like once that started happening, I was like, oh, okay, so this is 
So, so, so this is not, this is only part of the movie. Now we're going to see another movie. And, and, and I kind of, like, as soon as I started to see the credits roll and that, that kind of janky, like, faux crane movement of the camera being handed up, you know, and it was all shaky. I'm like, okay, so wait a minute. This thing's over and now they're going to show it. Like, I, I kind of guessed, like, the conceit at that point. So, so, like, it wasn't. But I guess what you're saying is, is that like, like, because sometimes like part of the fun of that having that happen is being like, oh shit, it's not this, not not what the movie's about. But but it was kind of telegraphed there in the beginning. Like at a certain point, you felt like, okay, that like like like, you know, we're 30 minutes in. This feels very repetitive. Like how are they going to stretch this into a feature film? Well, maybe it's gonna it's gonna shift realities. You know, it's gonna shift dimensions. Possibly, and I think also we're um, we're people of a different. We're not the common viewer anyway. Oh, we're not um, the not common that I man. Think that I, should, I, I would never say that we are the common man. <laughs> we're common women. Uh, you <laughs> know, we're <laughs> Which is common people, persons. Um, I would like to get your your guys' thoughts on the movie. If you're hot or cold on it, um, just you know, in brief. And then I have some uh, I have some facts about it that might contextualize it too. Especially with the you should uh, watch or listen to the episode of Master Sensei. That was the name of the movie, right, Master Sensei? Yeah, I think it aired last week. It's a good supplement to this. Uh, oh, it, it aired last week because this is your because it didn't right as it's, of the, it's okay, weird. Yeah, we were skipping around timeline. Your time yeah. travel is really, <laughs> but uh, it's a good um, pair to this episode in some ways for some of the things we talk about and that I'll circle back to. But uh, let's get into your thoughts of. Well, I'm just it. gonna get yeah. I'm just gonna get uh, in. The, I'm gonna start broad and then I'm gonna zoom in. Jay, Jay and I have been on the Kurosawa train for a while over the quarantine. So we've been just like watching like literally all of the best Kurosawa films. Like, um, and some of the like mediocre ones too. Like we've just been cut tearing through his, uh, his yeah, oeuvre. I mean the Kigemoshi high and low. Uh, what's, what's the big one? Ran um, or Ron. I never know how to say it because I also mix it up with Throne of Blood, which we also saw. Very different movie. Yeah, we saw last night, in fact. Yeah, I mean, just like a lot. And then I've been taking yoga in Japanese language with teachers and my friends from Japan. So I feel like Japan, this movie just fit. And then Patrick, the former guest, made me, you know, uh, watch the Master Samurai. So this just fits perfectly into like very Japanese quarantine that I've been. Yeah, you're in a uh, yeah, you're in a mood. Yeah, I'm in the mood. Um, I, I have to say that I, I mean, in terms of zombie genre, like it's very hard for me. Yeah, I mean, I think I lost interest in it a while ago. Like because we, Jay and I, actually stopped watching the TV show uh, Walking Dead like pretty early on compared to the rest of the world because we started getting annoyed how good looking everybody was in the TV show about like people <laughs> who are supposed to be fighting to stay alive. Uh, everybody was very clean and uh, right. they started getting like kind of annoyed about that. But, um, but I, again, I just didn't think about this film as uh, I agree with, with you, Joe. Like I didn't think of this film pretty quickly after like minute 37. I was like, okay, well this, I mean, even earlier, I'm like, what is this film? Why we keep seeing just like the girl running? Like they're really like, okay, this is how this genre works. And we're going to just show you more and more of that. And just like, just like even mm. like the little details of like she's wearing short shorts and she screams really loud and it, it's very soap opera acting yeah like yeah exactly and then and it's it was just like how can we take this to like 10 from like from any possible angle the way you look at zombie movie so it just felt very like 
campy in that way. And I was, I remember turning to Jay and be like, dude, I don't know, like, I don't like campy. That's not my thing. But I'm having fun with this movie. Like, I was having fun with it. And then the act two, when we start seeing, like, behind the scenes, I was like, why? Like, I, and like, I understand <laughs> now why, but I was also, like, not really into it because I never got to, I never really grew a fan of any of the characters enough. It's like almost like the concept is cool, but none of the characters really became like important to me. Like I was like, I guess the lady, the, the middle-aged lady, I was more into because she was like the really, wife. The wife, yeah. Because she had a, she, yeah, she had a fun character. She had a fun I will character. say, I think that's the that's the problem with doing this structure, is when you're introducing everybody in Act Two, everything has to be pretty damn rushed as far as any storylines, as far as you getting to know the characters. I mean, it, it is lean. So you do sacrifice that. Um, you so def- I can totally yeah. get that. Yeah, because it's almost like you committed to these characters in the 37 minutes of the first act. And then it's like, wait, we're going to start over. Like, these characters are not the characters that you committed to. So we're going to start from beginning. This is what these characters are. And the yeah. director is the main guy. And this is what, and, and like, and so here's the weird, ex, you know, executives that, like you're saying, for no reason except that they're just fucking executives. They want. They just want this thing want and want don't think about thing. how hard it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and they also don't care when it's happening. Like the one lady's on her phone the whole time, like, which mm-hmm. is classic. Like they, just, like, like that's not the, the executives like whole deal is not actually making the shit. It's just like taking credit for like the, the, the success <laughs> or pushing away the failure of it and, and getting it off the ground. So it's like, they serve a purpose. Cause it's like, they, they created the project, but like, it's funny, uh, like not all executives are like this, but a lot of executives, she knows lots of executives. A, a lot of executives will come to the film set. And you'll, they just, they couldn't care less. They, <laughs> they, they hate being on film sets. Like, like you, like, like Shout as, soon, out to all the as soon as they sit down yeah. in the chair, the, it's like all this amazing shit going on and they're like oh yeah they're just on their phone they're like and they're just like wait thinking about where they're going to go next like, like they could could not where care should less they have lunch but you know yeah, they're, that, they're essential that's part of what the i love i mean like you know there wouldn't be a, there's wouldn't be a film business we wouldn't have all the money to do all the cool stuff that we want to do in film if it wasn't for the executive class really thank i mean you, thank you for the shout out to the executives yeah i mean they, they, they serve a purpose it's, it's a business facts like like i'm not you know like like uh, like I roll with people who don't run the, the like the business elements of it because we're the like 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 we're the luckiest of them all because we get to actually make the shit. But but it's like you you th- we wouldn't have any money to do anything. We wouldn't get paid if it weren't for like the suits, you know, getting the money together. And so they're the ones it. who believe that, in you, right? And get you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and they're, they're into it. They're just not maybe creative people necessarily. They're they're just like putting the project together and they're and they're and they're, and they're getting it up off its feet. And it's like, yeah, if they're checked out when it's actually happening. Then whatever. And, like, you I know, mean, at least I got a job out of it. And you're saying they're <clears> not creative, but I've actually met executives who write very creative emails. No, no, some oh, they love emails. <laughs> very creative emails. Great emailing. Favorite thing is an email. Like, I mean, they're so good at writing like really pretty, like very like punctuated emails that you're like, wow, my writing sucks compared. Yeah, it's because they're, they're business people, and then like a lot of people work in offices, and it's like an office job basically. So it's kind of like you get paid good money, and uh, you know, and you do fun stuff. But like Glor- it's, glorified office job. You might as well be working at Hewlett Packard or something. I mean, it's like it's a corporate is that, job. Is that, is that uh, like a computer concrete? Company. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, and that, it's that's Hewlett, well, they, they have a concrete division, Hewlett Packard, but it doesn't make as much <laughs> money as their computer division. These execs are like very specific too in that way, you know, where they have this idea that is like. 
artistically anybody artistic like that was an actual artist would be like hey that's gonna be like really hard well, well that's we what the director should. that's what the director says when he's interviewed he says it's the guy right yeah. he starts yeah. laughing he's like that's impossible he's like you're joking that's crazy and they're like no and he's like okay i'll do it yeah because yeah. he's the element <laughs> yeah, that's of what broadcast. we do and that's what we do we say yeah. oh there's no i the first tv show i wrote for it was like an impossible amount of work that they proposed just to me because it was a non-union micro yeah. budget Shout but out. you say yeah yeah, I could do that, and then you you figure it out, and everybody suffers for it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like that's just the time or a tale as old as time, you know. Like uh, uh, that's what you do, but that, but that is, that, that is part of the fun because it's just like filmmaking is all about like you know uh, challenge, like, like like just problem solving. Really, it's just like a it's just a bazillion problems in front of you, and you have to solve one 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 at a time. And they come at you all from all directions. I have to say though, yeah. like there was this definitely nostalgic this movie. If nothing else, this movie was very nostalgic for me because when I was in grad school in Brooklyn College, um, I, I was friends with this like one Korean teacher, Young Chung. You met him, uh, Jay. So yeah. shout out to you, Young. Yeah. He's like really talented, like uh, creative and tech, very savvy like teacher at Brooklyn College, and he like one time like just like put together a few students and we shot a short uh, about zombies. And it was exactly that movie. Like, it was basically like I was a crew member, but like I was also a zombie. So yeah, <laughs> it was like I remember just like them shooting like shots of me. Like, okay, like now you instead of PA, you're gonna put some makeup on. And you're gonna like r like walk down the stairs. We're gonna get shot of you just like being a zombie. Yeah. I remember it was like such a and and a lot of shots were so creative. They would use like 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 cards that you use for like. Uh, I don't know books to like roll down the hallway that we use them as like dollies oh, totally. and it was just doing a lot of really amazing like like can I, foreground can I throw a shots in there? Wh which one uh, throw a sidebar in there a sidebar uh, exactly about what you're talking about mm. uh, my because my first film that I ever directed was a zombie movie in my mm. for with my college we're all group. coming You're out predisposed all that and like this movie very bad it's your virgin it's a, it's it, you lost your virginity to a zombie movie. yeah exactly and it's a horrible one but the first shot um, is of the camera uh, tracking a zombie, and then the camera goes through a garage door. Yeah. And we bought like two like regular doors that you could just buy at Home Depot, and then cut them in half, and like stitch them together with uh, hinges, and then had the camera go through it sideways like that. Mm -hmm. So I thought there was a wall. It's a, it's actually a really cool shot for the movie being so bad. But it's exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. You end up doing this really cool stuff. Really cool. The movies suck, but you end up you do do some cool stuff. And you uh, thought the actors were good that you cast, but then you realize they're not. And then and then, but they're like down to just wait and just deal with like yeah. just as Happy much as to in be this. There. Yeah. And I I actually just realizing that zombie movie maybe is the most like community building for young filmmakers genre. Because I would say like there's like two genres that like young filmmakers like to attack, like a ghost movie maybe, and like a zombie movie. Well, mm -hmm. just like a horror movie in general. In like, general, like, but I want to get more specific because I feel well, like. Well, I think zombie is more prevalent. Yeah, is like not just horror, but zombie is the easiest monster to create. But it's also when like you're talking it about requires doing a bodies, type movie. right? It requires bodies, so you're gonna call all your friends and mm -hmm. you're gonna like. 
and it's very like communal like almost like improv theater feeling about this genre comparing say to a ghost movie which could be just like you and like your your uh, f- your roommate and it could she, just be you yeah it could be could. just you like on zoom call just bouncing or around host. shout out exactly. to host shout out haven't movie. seen it don't really know if good. I will. okay so, uh, but but yeah. So in that sense, uh, this movie def- definitely made me very nostalgic about the good old times with my friend Young and Quan Jib, and uh, that was very cool. But <laughs> that's kind of I don't know. And so then, like the third act was more interesting than the second act because now we get to see what was on the other side of the frame when, say, there was a weird shot of the main actress in the first act screaming. For like for so three long. minutes, just for like three minutes, nonstop screaming, and you're like, okay, why we're we not cutting away from her screaming? Like, what is the next thing? Oh, now we find out why because there was some resetting had to, big time resetting. Yeah, had to someone on the other side was saying, wait, wait, just keep. <laughs> yeah, that, doing that, that, that was actually the moment where I, as a viewer, started thinking like, wait, is this going to be a movie about making this movie? Because because as it's happening, I'm like, like it just it stands out as. It's not just like a mistake. It stands out as like, oh, they're trying to do something right here. And then then it's like, oh, then the camera goes over and there's like a makeup effect that's been done. You know, like like the lady's got the axe through her head or whatever. And, uh, and, and, you know, she's on the ground. So it's like, okay, they they, like, but it it, it immediately shifted my perception of being like, oh, this is definitely going to be about making this because that's, that's an obvious like little, little Easter egg that they like planted. Thank you. Thank you for that. Because what happened is that I said, Oh, she's screaming. They must be changing the makeup on the on the older lady. And then we turned around and then like, oh shit, like yeah. So thank you for letting me. Yeah, yeah. Well, well actually right before you said that out loud, yeah. I said it, I whispered it, and yeah. you probably heard that and then you said it out loud. No, but actually <laughs> Well, yeah, it's cuz like yeah, that first 37 minutes is um, messy, but seems purposefully so. Versus like it also seems oh like that was skilled. the best take they got. L- 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 it, no, I mean it, yeah, skilled in that like it was it l- was meant to look yeah like it, it was uh, ch- uh, choppy at certain parts or like halting. It was well handled. Yeah, like 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 until that moment, like it wasn't telegraphing like oh this is fake, this is a shitty movie within a movie. It was telegraphing like this is this crazy thing, like this crazy one shot take thing that we're doing, and in the, it, maybe it's slow in the beginning, but then it, they do crazy shit with it. Like you're you, you, you like you're, I think you're you're legitimately on board to watch a movie that's like. A, a, a one-er movie um, in like a low-budget zombie scenario, like like, but but when she starts that whole screaming moment, it was like, oh wait, hold on, like like like, like something hold else. Hold on, my wife is telling me they're doing makeup. Hold on, someone's talking show. next to me, and and I don't know what they're <laughs> saying, but I'm getting an independent thought. Um, <laughs> so, but, and and what's uh, I think what's cool about that is, I, I, we had just talked about Master Samurai, and some other Japanese horror. Uh, movies that uh, I had watched that are about this budget and they're like the movies I had been watching recently I wish I could remember the names uh, like Blood Village or something like that Um, Blood Village they're about movies shot at the budget that this movie is is talking about right Um, so there's this like very specific even within those movies there's very stilted acting sometimes and screams so I could totally see also those moments that are weird so could exist in a legitimate 
low budget yeah. Japanese. Oh, there's movie. a no, lot sure. of and that's adapting. kind of the no, I, I, that's I would, the cool thing yeah, about that. I, I, I was buying into it. I was like, okay, yeah, this this is just like something they did for ten grand, and they did a one or zombie movie. Like I was just like, this this is the whole movie is going to be like this, and I and, and it was it was skilled enough to where it did seem it did, it, that didn't seem like an outrageous premise until until they start telegraphing at the end. But then but by that time, like the, the credits are about to roll, and like you know you're you 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 are sort of already like guessing like that the, the tone is going to switch. Well, yeah, I mean, you definitely get the sense that like, oh, something bigger is going to happen because everybody's dead at yeah. minute 35 or whatever. No, no, for sure. that's a good point. Everyone's dead. And also like the movie kind of starts becoming very repetitive. It's just the girl screaming, like getting chased and then screaming. You're like, okay, chase screaming. Like, what is this filmmaker trying to do here that we haven't seen and already? And it felt like parody. Act one did feel like, like parody without being meta, like making fun of it. More like, we're embracing this parody. Yeah, Let's see how mm-hmm. how we're gonna make it as as much of the genre as possible while being aware. Of yeah, that. they're they're, mm-hmm. they're like playing up the campiness of it because it's part of the genre and, and like that's part. Yeah, you, you kind of feel like that's maybe part of the tone, like a John Waters type of thing, where it's just like it, it's getting more slapstick on purpose and like in tongue in cheek. Um, uh, now, I uh, my my feeling about the movie is that I just gonna say that I didn't like Act Two. I liked Act One and Three. One and three. I, I feel like, like three though. You need one. You need two to really enjoy three to its maximum. Though. No, that 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 is true. But but really, like the, maybe to to me, I would have rather watched the movie within the movie for an hour and a half. <laughs> like honestly, like 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 is without Act Three without it. I would have been fine with that. <laughs> Honestly, like, like I, I, I was kind of more digging like, like the, 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 the low budget one or zombie movie that they're making within the movie. Because as soon as it switches tone and switches realities, it, 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 it almost feels like it's like a ABC family comedy or something like the way it's shot. Like all of a sudden, it just it feels very, very like just kind of like well, yeah, I will say TV movie type of style, and and and, and it's, it's not a, shot well. Yeah, and and. and <laughs> And also, I mean, the, 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 like it's it's trying to show that all these wacky characters that, that like make up making a movie, but like the, none of them felt terribly real to me. Like I know you know you were supposed to feel like it's it, it, it's 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 like you know like stark reality because we're in their tiny apartment, you know, with the husband and the wife, and we see all that interplay. I don't know, it, like I didn't buy into any of that. Like I didn't believe any of the characters. They they felt it felt like it was all being done a little broad to me, and so I was immediately kind of deflated. You know, because I'm like, okay, so now we're gonna learn about the mo- the making of this movie, and it kind of brought my, my my whole vibe down. And then I could tell. And then by the time they started showing the behind the scenes movie within the movie, um, it was fun, but 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 it was also it just sort of like you knew what was gonna go. It was like A to B to C. It's like okay, then they're gonna show me what that noise was. Then they're gonna show me what happened to this guy. And and I don't know, like it felt like the roadmap was in front of me, and it wasn't a terribly fun ride to to take to watch the behind the scenes stuff what but but then i'm flipped again at the very end of the movie during the actual mm-hmm. credits of the movie when they show like part of the actual <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. the actual Warner movie they did and that was way more fascinating i was immediately like oh i want to watch this like to see the actual yeah. filmmakers doing the Warner movie you know like like he flips the camera on the side and the guy runs up and gives him some water you know like 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 yeah. th- that immediately felt like it, it it immediately demonstrated how fake the last 40 minutes of the movie were and, and and just like how artificial they felt because it was like oh no here's the guys actually doing it in reality 
and and, and it, to me that that was more exciting. I don't know if I'm biased because of like what I do for a living, and I just I just dig that more. But but maybe I mean maybe I'm just more I'm I'm such a, like a nerd. I'm just like oh I want to see how they really do it without well, any so, drama or characters. I just want to see the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, some <laughs> movies do present uh, an alternate version of the movie that you wish you could see. You know, like uh, Ready Player One. Uh, have you guys seen that movie? It's based it, off a, a book. Definitely. I, I, you've seen it? I haven't seen Correct. it. I, I avoided it because I just like some Steven Spielberg motion capture. It just sounds like a yeah, it, to me. It's basically a dystopian future where people are in their, uh, are in virtual reality in 90% of the day. Yeah. And they play video game characters. The movie doesn't really touch on what that world looks like where people are like plugged in all the time and like how that affects society. Mm-hmm. So you could watch that movie and be like, that's what I want to see. I want to see <laughs> the fucking like dystopian world. Like, what are they? How do these people eat? What are they eating? Like, what is the fuck is the world? Yeah, they're all in like weird chairs with tubes sticking in their esophagus, you know? Yeah, and, and like- you, you see some of it, but you just don't really see like outside of one like trailer park. You don't really see like what's a city look like these days. Uh, so you could go into that movie and then feel... Like, oh, I wish you would have done that while still the no movie did something building, else yeah. successfully. Yeah. Yeah. Because the movie can only do so much. So I think it's more of that. Um, what were but you going to say, I, Sasha? I, I was just going to say, uh, I mean, here's the thing. The third act still, the, considering that this movie uh, that we're talking about has made thousands more times money's budget, like 20, you know, whatever. Yeah. The, the, well, let's talk a little bit about the history of it. This was a student project, which is what's hilarious about what we were talking about earlier. Oh, okay. It was a student project at a college. They shot it in seven days. Mm. Uh, so it's very, like... That's cool. We were t- I got more... I already have more respect because it, cause I'm like, oh, so they, they really did... It, like, like, like this really was a hack job, so to speak. Like they, 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 yeah. they, 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 they were given nothing and they did it in seven days. That seven days. That's pretty impressive. I got to say. Yeah. They did the one take six times, I believe, uh-huh. um, before they got it. The budget was 27,000. Uh, uh, not sure how they got that money or whatever, but they shot it in seven days. They put it at the, like a small Japanese film festival. Uh, but it did so well that someone from an Italian film festival was like, I want that to be at it. After that, they opened it on two screens that sold out so much within the first two weeks that one of the biggest production and distribution companies in Japan bought it. And then that's kind Sony. of how it got that huge uh, earnings, like you had Toyota. mentioned, Sasha. Yeah. Where, did, where did it go in yeah. the U.S.? Did it like debut at Sundance or like uh, Telluride? Or Subaru. Like, what was it? What was South it, by, Sasha? South by Southwest. I was just trying to guess which company uh, bought them, Toyota or Subaru, the big production. Toyota or Subaru. <laughs> it's actually, I think, Toho. <laughs> so close. Is that, isn't that the toilet's name? Oh, uh, I think Toto. they do a lot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, Toho is the Kurosawa's. Like, like, that's like always like the, ah. the, 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 the production company that made all the Kurosawa movies. Yeah. But uh, Shudder has it right now. That's how I watched it. Um, and got familiar with it but yeah so this movie like it is the thing that it's talk that it is talking about i mean that, i could sense cool. it and that and adds to like the creative spirit to it if you don't know that then the question becomes something that i'd ask myself watching this film because act three is supposed to be the most revealing and reveling act of the whole movie mm-hmm. the questions that they are answering in act three the main question is, 
So, how did they pull it off? Let's see. How did they pull it off? And my problem with, with that, they didn't go far enough. Now I understand why. Because it was students doing it in seven days. Because if it was like a bigger studio doing this movie, they should have given us more unexpected This could be shots. crazy. This yeah, could be this freaking could be crazy. Insane, and this was yeah. just like mild version of that. Oh, cool. So they had like no time to change the makeup on this actor. Yeah. Which was well, that's where creative. I will say the the tone is part of the tone that you didn't like of the second act, Jay, is what I think makes the whole movie work. Is it is this very like uh, family friendly? It's cute, and nothing about that third act is trying to be like clever or like isn't this amazing? It's trying to just show you the beauty of the camaraderie and of filmmaking and passion. Yeah, and, and the uh, end. Oh, when they, everybody's just like, before the, before they go to the flashback to the real footage that you had mentioned before, it's all of them just like hugging, laughing because they got it, crying for kind of a long time. And it's just, it is beautiful. And it's beautiful because the tone of the movie is said like, hey, this is about like a family who loves each other, about like a goofy drunk who's gonna now sober up and be good to his daughter like it's very cute and that makes it heartwarming at the end yeah no, i know i i i agree and in, in, in doing that it's very effective it just becomes it suddenly becomes a movie that i'm just like looking at, i'm just like i'm just like I'm, I'm not engaged i'm not interested because it doesn't feel real it feels like i'm watching like a lifetime made for tv movie or like, <laughs> yeah. or like a abc family movie all like like that that tonal shift and and I don't like say that it's bad inherently like it, 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 that's just my opinion like like I just not into that like I didn't like that that kind of melodramatic like tone shift um, personally but like but in doing it it was effective it's kind of like you watch like a melodrama like a Douglas Sirk movie or something and it seems really cheesy and then but you know you can't just you, you can't like um, deny the fact that it's really s- skillfully made and 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 that it's like the it's representing its its own genre or or its own tone very well um just not you know not not the particular tone for me i i'm more i i i dig the first act i'm a i'm a i'm a zombie guy like i just yeah, like, yeah. i want to see that part of the filmmaking i think that well that is that is also why that warning i gave which is this isn't a zombie movie because if like yourself you're like okay i'm stoked and ready for a zombie movie then certainly you will be let down. Yeah. If you're like, this is not that, then everything, you the, get past the first 37 minutes, you'll appreciate and like them, but then you're into your territory. Yeah, but it, but, but it, it is a little tricky. And then because it's a student project, I mean, shit, this is like the biggest, most successful, best student project of all time. Like I give it like, like, like t- massive credit on, on that, those grounds. But, I know um, other than uh, horny co-eds nine and 10, the first eight didn't do too well, but those student projects <laughs> really were very successful. Yeah, there's a lot of great student projects out there if you just you know if you, if you start chipping away at the web and and, and really do some deep deep diving. Um, but but yeah, the you know the, like the movie, um, I don't know the the movie's solid, but like but but 
didn't you feel, Joe, that it's it, and Sasha at certain times that, that it just felt like a bad Christopher Guest movie? You know, like 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 that, that, that it's try, it's trying to show these like like wacky characters behind this. Like it, it, it had the be- not the best in show, but the the one about um, uh, the Christopher Guest movie where, where they they uh, I guess waiting for Guffman. But isn't there another one? But but the, but it just had that putting on a show with like goofy people type of vibe to it. And I don't know. But I Christopher Guest is all about characters. And, and when people loved his movies, maybe they still love them. And I think they do because people love best in show. But I remember loving those movies when they came out and it was because it was all such like, like attention to characters. And this is like complete intentional neglect of characters for the sake of the concept. Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. It's the opposite exactly. of Christopher Guest. Exactly. Yeah, but, but, but again, while it, still being kind of the same lightheartedness. But I think that's also something uh, inherent in a, a, a big, big wave of Japanese cinema is this goofiness. Um, you'll see a lot of movies, including Master Sensei. Rashomon is very with goofy. this type. <laughs> that brave goofiest, story. Oh goofiest God. movie. And there's a lot of different like styles of Japanese cinema, especially when you look at horror specifically. It's not goofy. There's a lot of it's dreary. What about um, that movie House? Minimal. Have you ever seen that movie House? Uh, no. Japanese film H A U S. You should write that down, Joe. And all of you kitties out there should uh, go watch that movie. It's a bizarre. Like if, if you're into Japanese, I mean, it's like a classic, like psychedelic nightmare Japanese uh, horror film House. House, um, check it out. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I, it's very minimalist acting, very uh, intense. Uh, that's certainly a wave, but there is a big wave that's like this tone, that uh, that this Master Sensei, and I'm sure it's a certain like budget kind of fits. So I think it's also like a cultural and tone thing. Yeah, not I to agree. mention, I think there's some people who low budget films is a no go for them. They're never going to be able to watch them. They're just their brain, they, the time. Some people watch three movies a year. They're not going to watch a low-budget film and be happy with it. Uh, I am of the ilk where, you know, I can and will, like, see, uh, look past those glaring errors. And I don't think that's a, a better thing or not for anybody. It's just taste. But I do know there's a lot of people who will watch a movie like this, that's shot like this, acted like this. Um, and that's like an immediate turn off. <laughs> Don't even keep watching. So I think that's something to overcome when you're watching this movie. And I mean, how many people did they did they lose in the act too? Like just knowing that I had that instinct of like, what the hell is going on? Uh, it it was noted people? that many people <laughs> left the theater. Right. <laughs> okay, I, so I guess. Yeah, so. I, I'm yeah. Sure, I mean, like, like you take a risk as a filmmaker whenever, you, whenever you shift tone dramatically because you're like, here's an apple, and then you take the apple away as they're about to bite into it, and they go, here's an orange, and like you're you're gonna turn people off just inherently by doing that. But but you know, but again, like I hear it's a student. I didn't know it was a student film. I, I'm kind of like like shit, man. Like 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 that was a massive success for me. Like because you know like they're if it's truly a student production and they're they're just all like doing it for the first time. I mean like massive, you know like like just hit it out of the park. Like massive success. Like on 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 those terms. But it yeah. would be nice to see like like if the director like like the director's next movie is like just all schmaltzy like 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 silly like Laurel and Hardy garbage, you know, like, like just, well, kinda like, yeah, I think there, there, you know, there's and, been and discussion I mean, of an American remake. 
Oh, I, I'm sure, I'm sure. But like, but but I mean, like, I get you with the campy stuff because because it's it's like yeah, it's like a delicacy. Like some films are delicacies. Some films are like eating like raw like raw beef or like or or foie gras or something. And a lot of people are like, ooh, that's gross. I'd rather have a cheeseburger. But it's like you know, a f true lover of cinema is going to have some very some very um, refined tastes, you know, and be able to look past some of the funky stuff. But like things I can't look past, Joe. Um, in this movie, more so than anything else I've been complaining about, is the score. That like the the, the <laughs> score of the film, yeah. um, at least in the second and third acts. I mean, it is it, the music is atrocious and it really forgettable made me angry. at best. It made me angry. It, it, and this happens in like in. But I, Jay is a music snob, which is very annoying in life. But you don't general. have to be a music snob. I mean, it, it, it sounds it like, wasn't like Ween. So, it sounds like like an Eddie Van. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an Eddie Van Halen, like like a kid who's who's emulating Eddie Van Halen playing like what like like, like crunchy metal rock gu gu guitar. Like it was just bizarre. It was like that combined with like eighties sitcom music. It, 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 it was just like so. <laughs> you know, like I, I I really wish it was scored by somebody else because um, that really pulled me out of it a lot. Like like it, yeah, that's yeah. a that's a budget. 100% no, no, right for, there, for, for Totally for it sure. And, sucks. It, and it's like, if you have no music, sometimes the scenes feel thin, so you get better bad music than no music, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's always a way to do it without, like, having... But, but like, I mean, you know, like, the Asians are my people, like, 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 like I love my Japanese, but, you know, it's, it's part of me, it's part of my lineage, part of my genetics, but... Um, a lot of people in Asia and Japan as well have terrible taste in music. I'm from Asia. Like, like, like so everybody. In like, 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 I, I mean, Siberia. I mean, like, it, it, it all has that weird, like, kind of robotic, like, like karaoke sound to it. I mean, like, they love that. Like, like, like we watch a Miyazaki movie, right? Miyazaki is one is like. The, He's like the Orson Welles of animation. He's like the greatest of all time, right? Like he's done, he, he he's or the Spielberg of animation, whatever you want to call it. But like his music is so fucking cheesy, and it makes me want to like punch the screen I'm watching sometimes when I hear this like really terrible Nordstrom's piano playing, you know, like just like 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 department store grand piano mm -hmm. playing, and 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 you know, one cut from the dead definitely showcases that. I mean, it's just a cultural thing because obviously they love the music, that kind of music, but goddamn, it sounds so. Just cheesy. to put it out there, just so people know, Jay thinks that the only culture is America that understands good music like he literally thinks there's no one else in the entire world no, anytime oh yeah 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 anytime we, we, yeah we make the best music and everybody wants to make music like us but like that doesn't mean there's not good music from other countries oh anytime i bring up any music in the conversation i'll be like oh you know this song this song you're like what is the french well, song there's, there's no good well, french well, no, no, music no, no. Be, sasha uh, be, because the song you're doing is like is like you know this one song like go to the factory no no in like russian or it's like a weird old soviet like marching song or something. Uh, you can have this one, even though I was talking about French music. That's true, but like, but 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 you know, it's like that movie Euro Pop, where where I just I'll never get that. Like like obviously it's extremely popular. Like like the Euro Pop, the, the Euro Pop thing that we did, uh, the Will Ferrell movie. What was it called? Euro? Oh, Eurovision song. Uh, yeah, Eurovision is like the best fucking movie of the year if you watch eurovision you'll it's see a good. lot of a, a lot of like like the composer from one cut from the dead like added some material I to the i love that film <laughs> joe had a screening of it in your house how did it go i missed uh, it. it was good uh, we all enjoyed ourselves had a good giggle what, yeah. a, what a good giggle huh I, I grew yeah. up like just loving Eurovision, so to me, my giggle was just doubled up the just whole time a yeah. thick giggle i mean f like watch a miyazaki movie 
like any of them. Throw a dart at a board with Miyazaki movies on it, and there's you're gonna. And if you go into it thinking like the music sucks, uh, you're gonna start cracking up like t- five minutes in the movie because you'll be like, oh yeah, that music does suck. It, it's it's just it's so like melodramatic, and and you know to go back to a movie like the the zombie movie that lost it for you, the la- was it Last Train to Busan? The, the, yeah, Train to Busan. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, Train to Busan. So just the, any train to Busan. At, at the very end of that movie. It totally lost me too because, like, he's having as he's turning into a zombie. Feet. He's <laughs> yeah, we like like it, it's it's become like a trope in our household, like like a like a shot of like a baby's foot with the sun like flaring <laughs> out the lens, you know. And it's like this like it's a thing, like like piano music, and and it's just like this this hyper melodramatic lens moment. baby. It's like a man, foot. yeah, yeah, exactly, lens baby. It's like a man's like crying and like a shot of a baby's foot in, in, the in black and white. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or and, like, sepia. and slow motion and wind. And every, I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ! It, like it's the cheesiest <laughs> thing ever, and they love it over there. I don't know what the, I don't know what I don't know what that's all about. Your people, my people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I apologize. Ultimately, I think it's it's interesting to think about context when it comes to movies because I think this is a movie that is enhanced by context, and you also can't expect people to know context for every movie they see. But I feel like people naturally. Uh, have like a gauge of context in their minds like when you go to the cinema and you see what's on the board if you see star wars and then you see like um some clive owen movie you know like you know you're already like okay i know there's a context here where this is like the blockbuster i'm gonna get something and this is not i'm not gonna get huge uh, cinematic sequences yeah special effects so there's already this like context there but i feel like uh i hate to have to like put that on anybody any viewer that they need to know context of certain movies but i feel like that's also something that we naturally do so i think this is a movie that benefits from uh even the slightest bit of context yeah, so that no. someone isn't like coming from Infinity War to this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like absolutely. I mean, I mean, it, it's a small movie. It's an independent movie. Like, like, like you, you're not gonna go the, if you're if you're expecting a cheeseburger. Like, like you're gonna get something totally. Second different, mention you know? of the cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, lo- I love food analogies. We're hungry. I, I love food analogies. I am hungry actually. Um, um, the, the the like, like well, one thing I will say is that there it, it's like in a tradition of movies about making movies, and I always give those a chance. I I, I have four. I've mentioned previously to watch living in oblivion which which is a fantastic movie i've seen it 40 times um another great movie about making movies is day of the locust um day of the locust uh conrad hall photographed it's it's where the it's where homer simpson comes from is day of the locust it's a movie set in like the 30s or 40s in 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 the hollywood studio system and and donald sutherland plays a character named homer simpson um there's also and god spoke which which is a fun one which kind of predates the christopher guest uh uh uh, movies it's a movie about making like a biblical epic uh and and then there's like shitty ones like stayed in maine which is like um david mamet's like terrible like 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 attempted making like like romanticizing the movie making pro- process but so so th- there's you all mean the theater guy talking about movie making? yeah, yeah exa- exactly like, 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 yeah yeah fucking david mammy he's so obnoxious but but like but i will Shout say out. i will say the greatest movie about making movies and 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 joe i wonder if you've seen this movie or you feel the same way it half. is uh well it was eight and a half that's true but what i'm talking about is um that's more about a man's life um who makes movies uh, rather wow. than a movie about wow making you movies. got me there wow um, but wow the movie is called <laughs> um, it's called American Movie. Yes, and, yes. And, and 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 it 
like when you were describing your love for one cut from the from the dead or for the dead, whatever this movie's called, Joe. It, it, like you, when you were describing your love for it, it reminded me of how I felt when I was watching American movie, which is like that that sense of like we're all gonna put everything together, this group of friends, and we're gonna pull off this crazy stunt, which is to make a movie, and we're successful, and our passion drives us. I mean, like it, it's it's. To, to me, it's the best version of that story and that, the best romantiz- romantization um, of uh, of the filmmaking process this is American movie. But but I do put one cut from the dead at, like 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 up there. I, I think it's it really pulls it off and it's a delicate maneuver, um, you know, especially to people who don't work in the industry and don't romanticize it like in their personal lives. Like it, it's it's it, it's a feat to pull off to, to make people care about the the, the filmmaking process. Yeah, and I think what really sets it apart from American movie, which I love as well, Same. is that yeah, it's like it's not these people's passion that drove the project. It was a job, uh, and just for me, having worked with people who you're just like, uh, this is just a job, and it's like you're paying me what you might pay a ten-person room of writers to yeah. do for five months, but in two days it's something about that I think is what sets it a little bit apart from American movie and satisfies a little different itch. Yeah. It's, it's more about like legit movie making, whereas American movie is about complete renegade. And again, like, American movie is a lot about characters. This movie is completely avoiding. Yeah. And, and I mean, American movie is also about real people. So, and, and they are just endearing and like charismatic and, and, and so like they're starting with it's gold. A documentary, right? Yeah. It's a documentary. And, and, and so, so you you have real people and you're starting with this gold mind of personality and that's, what's driving the movie. Um, but, but, but you're right. Like I, I did, never thought of it as like romanticizing, like the, the day to day grind of like the blue collar filmmaker who's just like, fuck man. Like, I, I mean, like I spent so many years doing that. Just, just like, any fucking job that I could find like, 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 and you just work for these horrible people and they're all criminals and they would like not pay you Shout you, out. And you have to chase them down. Yeah. And, like, and, and just, you're like, oh. giving your most creative like heart into some yeah. of those things because you have no choice. You're going to, cause you're there. You're doing I've been it. ripped off that. I still remember who owes me still money in New York because uh, I've edited for them or I've shot for them and they just chose not to pay me. Yeah, like yeah. I still know their names. I'm coming for oh, you. I, I, Michelle I, and Eric. I'm coming. <laughs> for you Ooh, yeah, the, owe us money. The, 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 there's, a music video company in LA. Uh, I'm not going to say their name, but they but they, they they screwed me over when I was a camera assistant. I did a whole music video for this like French pop singer, and like it was really hard. And they were just piece, there's pieces of trash, and they never paid me. I mean, like like it, it's it, it's it's hard out there. And most of the time you're working on stuff that you don't believe in, but you have to force yourself into believing it, yeah. which is fun. It's a good exercise to have because because it never really changes, honestly, like no matter how like the bigger stuff you go on, it's the same amount of like of like, oh, this is just a bunch of bullshit. It just is a little more comfy and a little more security mm-hmm. to it, you know, and you're getting paid a little bit more. But 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 it is always the same thing. So it's like it's like like I always tell people when they're starting off in the film business that if they here it comes yeah here's here's my big here's my here's my vince lombardi moment um that but 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 
like I, I always tell people like don't when they're starting off like take every job that you can like every crappy job that comes your way and just do it and eventually you'll do less of those crappy jobs and they'll start to get better but like you mm -hmm. learn more from the bad stuff than the good stuff you you become a stronger person by working with incompetent people and by seeing people make mistakes constantly like my whole career is based on working for horrible incompetent people like that's how I learned how to do everything Shout I do <laughs> like I, I, in a weird backwards way because you watch people do the wrong thing and you're like I won't do that I'll do this other thing and that other thing is the right thing and you just you, you just gain this like th this base of experience and knowledge that really like lets you excel when you take it to the next level so like, like everybody no one should ever be afraid of working on something that sucks as long as you can you just draw out what you can from it and you make even though it's soulless you find some soul in it and you, you extract that from it and, and that's the job yeah exactly and also just yeah like if you work on the, if you start off working on the set of Game of Thrones, you learn a lot, but it would be like too smoothly run for you to like learn a lot. But if you start on like a show that's constantly falling apart, you might learn might learn a yeah. lot more about how production works. It's the same that thing when Matt Besser would say to people who wanted to be on Herald teams when that was a thing. Uh, it was like when improv existed. When you improv mean? existed and people wanted to be on <laughs> Herald teams, like he would say, you don't come to watch. Ask at like don't come to watch like Jason Manzukas. Go watch Harold people because those are shows just barely better than you, what you do. Mm -hmm. So you'll learn more by just seeing things that like are about to fall apart any minute. Yeah, and, and, and it's hard advice to take too because when you're in that position, you're like, no, I want to work on Game of Thrones. You know, like 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 if Game of Thrones called, you take that job for sure. But they're never gonna call. So your choice is yeah. you work on what's in front of you and you That's do the job. Yeah, you, you you do what's coming to you, and, and then eventually you build yourself up so that you deflect the bad stuff and you only have the good stuff coming in. But that but that that that's like I mean, what a handicap to like your first job is on a Spielberg movie or on Game of Thrones or something like you just be like, wow, everything is perfect. Everything works perfectly. Like everywhere around me. Yeah. And then your next job is good too. Cause you got that credit. Sure. Yeah. 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 Exa so, exactly. Yeah. But, but, but I think that makes you a weaker person. Like, like, like I encounter people like that all the time that have, that have been only, they've only done big shows, quote unquote, their, their whole career people, whether it's like people in the art department or like camera assistants or something who, who've done just like big movies. They just always, they started on transformers and they're, that's all they've been doing for the last 20 years is big shit and and like they have a handicap because although they know how to go big and do the really big stuff like if they're if they're given like a smaller budget or like a more difficult situation they tend to fall apart because the, their muscles aren't as strong in, in, in terms of problem solving mm -hmm. on with low budgets or no budgets or just like making making lemonade out of lemons you know like like it it, it makes you a better filmmaker to, to know how to make lemonade so yeah and I like what you Jay said like that uh yeah no I actually I don't know what you said so I'm gonna edit this out <laughs> the fuck uh -huh. you said but actually you know what it I was brilliant say. I can I can guarantee that it was no. brilliant and insightful <laughs> it was a little inspiring too I mean I saw Joe he like shed a tear I mean like no you've been I'm just talking crying. for way too long so no but I, it's it's whatever true I, wanted to say, I forgot yeah it's the job like what people don't understand about the industry is like it's for some people it's this but for 99% of the people it's not hey you know any idea that you want to do here's the exact budget you want that oh that is even like you don't even know but we'll just give it to you until you need it and then you get to go do it and we'll promote it that doesn't happen what happens is like hey uh, a cookie company wants to do a half hour sitcom and you have to write 
the promo jokes that Kevin Hart is going to say at a mid-tier award show. Like, that's what the job actually is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know. But, I mean, even though we, we talk sort of about the technical stuff, but I just want to, as we're nearing the end of this beautiful episode with a lot of advice, um, I, I, the certain thing is the theme of camaraderie is for sure, and we've talked about it, is definitely like the most sort of recognizable to me of what any filmmaking is. Any time you work with a group of people on creative stuff, uh, especially when you also like get paid for it, for some reason that like in- increases like the ch- your excitement of feeling like a family. It is becomes like a summer camp thing where you feel like you are really a family, and then like you mm-hmm. say goodbye, and and then like maybe you'll never reunite with these people again. And it definitely has that vibe of like just like we are all in this together, and we are gonna make impossible happen with our swift little hands and do our best and like just like i've got your back like that that feeling of like mm-hmm. i've got your back is truly in that film and although there's no character that i could care for really uh the overall like message and the cheery cheerful like oh fuck it like vibe of this movie is like i have a lot of respect for it yeah their backs are all hurting by the end of it when they get the crane shot and They're then the yeah, and the camera guy like has a crazy spill, right? Doesn't yeah, and he has a back issue or something. I remember like yeah, well, the, well, the, that was that was the fun part about watching the actual shooting of the actual movie behind the, the scenes. What was was the I think the cameraman um, like spilled because because they, they, they show him running like, like like the real cameraman that's not within the movie of the movie. He 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 he. he trips and falls and rolls like he actually rolls and it's not like a stunt that he's doing like he fucking fell <laughs> and they, they, I think that because that was like part of the take that was the best they just used that and incor- incorporated that fall into the meta story into like the film behind the scenes <laughs> within the film uh, uh, p- uh, p- part of the story that must which, have happened more than once yeah and I think that's maybe why they showed that particular part of the of, of the actual shot happening because it's the part where he puts the camera on the side and he on takes the path. Yeah, yeah he, he takes a couple drinks of water and then he picks it up and he starts running into into this like marsh almost mm-hmm. and then then the cameraman the real cameraman like like trips and falls and does a roll and, and then just picks up the camera and keeps on going with it so I mean like, 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 like that's what I'm saying when I saw that I was like oh now I'm on board like I want to see even more I want to see the whole uninter- uninterrupted shot behind the scenes um, because like to me that almost added like like I I almost wonder if there's like a director's cut where he does show that because it almost feels fitting that you'd flip reality a third time you'd go movie mm-hmm. reality behind the scenes uh, within the film reality and then jump back out to the real reality and then the like, real zombie attacks like that should have been like <laughs> yeah. if they had another week to shoot yeah, yeah, yeah. that should have been the perfect confusing yeah it just execution. keeps devouring itself great so That's I think we should. Um, rate this movie i'm gonna start rating it um on the 10 scale so um we mentioned american movie there's another movie that i saw that is very much like american movie it is about the theater production though but it is very similar because about elderly people uh trying to put on a production in their community theater called mule skinner blues uh that's a very similar movie to me to this Mm. uh, the american movie deep Um, cut mule skinner blues mule skinner blues um and uh i I think those movies are like I haven't seen them honestly since like when they came out like or like mm. a couple of years afterwards, but 
but I remember them as like a nine, like eight and a nine or something. And this movie, you know, it's probably a six. You know, before our conversation, this movie was probably a four, but having coming here and it's just like talked about a Joe and, you know, really mostly Joe, like barely Jay, but like Joe is <laughs> the one that's responsible for really making me <laughs> feel a lot of respect and warmth for this movie. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Jay, so you were wh- next. Wh- what was what was your grade six something? Six against like an eight or a nine. That's American movie. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the um, I agree. I think Joe inspired me to enjoy this movie a bit more than I did after viewing it. Um, it happens so he, on this podcast. Joe brought a new context, mm-hmm. and I'm viewing the film through this filter, and I'm thinking like, oh, okay, I, I like it a little more than than uh, changing people's than I thought before. Um, now now let's say like. Um, what do you take? I'm trying to compare it to something. Let let's say, twenty eight y- days y- later. You used the Ameri- you used the American movie. I'll, I'll use uh, let let's say Day of the Locust. Okay, so Day of the Locust it. is uh it's, uh, well, it'll, it'll inspire people to go see it. Um, Day of the Locust is to me like a Day of the Locust is like a seven point nine or a quick eight. Premise like what is. It's about a production designer in early Hollywood, and it's kind of a noirish film. He falls in love with this this girl, and she dies, and then he builds this big set on a soundstage, and it collapses and kills. Well, the artist people. is another good comparison. The, the, the artist, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so, um, but, but, but if Dave the Locust is like at seven point nine or an eight, it's a solid eight, let's say. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give one one cut from the dead or one cut of the dead. Nobody knows of the I think <laughs> I've been calling it from. So one cut <laughs> uh, one cut of the dead. I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it an eight point two. Whoa! So nice. so so I'm gonna say it's Holy on. Holy shit! I'm gonna say it's not it's on a different level from Day of the Locust, but you know, certainly in terms of craftsmanship and quality, wow. on totally different levels. We're talking like Conrad Hall, old school Paramount filmmaking of the seventies, and and, and, and 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 you know twenty five thousand dollar Japanese student film. They're they're in different leagues, but but they're effective in similar ways. And I'm gonna I would have given it. Maybe yesterday more of a seven. Yeah. Yesterday? Yeah, seven? more of a seven, but I think it's more of an eight point two now. Oh that's, no, that's not inspiring. A, yeah, you give so you grew a point. I grew two. Yeah, yeah. Joe grow two points. You how grew, many points you, did you grow you, you, slash? You, you grew a pair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Women and balls. Joe, what about you? All right. So I actually will use this opportunity to also like hype Plug. a different movie too. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, uh, speaking of like heartwarming Japanese movies, I'm not going like the, uh, the film about films route, uh, more of the tone and the, that kind of heartwarming, lovely tone. Rashomon. No, 10 out of 10 is the anime by Makoto Shinkai weathering with you. It's out on VOD as in, as of the last week, I think, and it'll be out on Blu-ray in September. Uh, Weathering with You is a uh, is a second film or not second film but uh, a follow up to Your Name. Have you, are you guys familiar with any anime Your Name from Makoto Shinkai? Not not it really. Was a, it was a big. It was kind of a bit as big as an anime movie can get worldwide. I know Akira. Um, that, that my anime knowledge drops at Akira. Okay, well <laughs> you'll love it. Um, it's about a runaway who um, runs away to Tokyo and meets this meets and falls in love with this girl who is a. Uh, a sunshine girl basically she can create sunshine and this is in the height of months and months of storms in tokyo so it's this odd like disaster movie global warming disaster movie but in a very uh like under the radar way very uh 
uh, delicate, but it's really this love story between these two. That's a 10. Go see that movie immediately. It's so heartwarming. And the, the English you. voice actors are amazing. Great English voice actors if you don't like subtitles. Um, it's like Studio topic. Ghibli. What's that? Controversial topic, whether animated Japanese movies should have subtitles or not. Or yeah, and I think when the dubs are done really well, like Studio Ghibli has always has top tier people doing those movies. This is same top tier. Alison Brie is one of the pe- the the voice actresses. That's just the level we're talking about. That's a ten. Uh, this movie is a seven. You're giving your movie a seven. Yeah. This oh, podcast feels always very wow. like seven is I feel pretty like, low. I, I feel like you faked me out and and uh, and you, you did like a, like a kung fu move to get me to change my score because now now I have the high, now it's like, it's as if I Jay's like, movie. Uh, you haven't movie. seen Weathering with you. <laughs> you okay, I get I, I get your I get your tactic like you know comparing it to something great, but um but that uh, way okay, I get people to watch more movies. Yeah, but yeah. the reason why I give it a seven and not something like close to a ten like Weathering with you is ultimately polish. I understand the movie uh, has issues that are going to be inherent with budget and time. This movie, who knows what it looks like with a bigger budget, more time. Uh, maybe it doesn't have the charm and it loses a lot with that. Very likely. But I do have to know. Sense. Yeah, I know I couldn't recommend this movie to everybody. And I certainly wouldn't. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of people, even if they turned off the episode when we were giving the warning, once they see the box art, and watch two minutes of it, they might turn it off because it's just... Take that, Sean Kearney, former guest of the podcast. <laughs> Although, I don't know. He probably loved this movie. But I do know that there, this movie isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to be a home run for everybody. So for that reason, it does have to get lesser. While I think something like Weathering With You, I could oh, tell everybody to watch. watch? No. There you have it, folks. Weathering you. Go check it out. And if you want, you also can watch the movie that we talked about today, which the name we still can't figure out. Not what the best name. of the dead. Not the it's, best it's, name. It's a parody of the dead because, you know, there's Dawn of the Dead, know, Day of the Dead. Like, so dude, it's It may sound cooler, cooler. Everything sounds cooler in Japanese, so it probably sounds way better in Japanese. I'm sure, Even but, you the know, they for, get people. The word for toes is tumuts, sumasaki. I mean, that's like the best word I've ever heard. And it's sumasaki? I'm not saying it right. Sumasaki. Yeah. Nice. Great. Joe, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, you could go check out my comic book uh, that's up for free, the first issue. Just found out my artist uh, is alive. I thought Oh, he was my dead. God. Big news because yeah. we were worried about him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Holy shit. The that's film, crazy. He survived the As earthquake of today, and he the messaged me. Oh, my he God. He messaged me. He, he took time off to uh, go back to school and finish school. Now he's Where they don't have phones. Yeah, exactly. I think he was just being a bastard. He was really apologetic about it. Um, wow. But robotblackbeltchampion.com. You could check out the first issue for free. It's awesome action comedy for Agreed. the whole family. And uh, if you are the kidnapper and you are not the artist, then tell us. We want to know <laughs> that it was not the artist texting us. It was the kidnapper. Yeah, who knows what the real <laughs> truth is. Uh, I also have a new comic uh, project that is uh, in the works right now. You might hear a little bit about it in the next month. Um, and also my movie review podcast, Beat It Movie Beat Reviews. It. Look it out. Jay, anything? Uh, subscribe to Pod Weed and Satan, the greatest podcast on <sighs> earth about the greatest band on earth. You can also Google my name and just like hang out on Google Jay Hunter for a little while. Just not the <laughs> handsome actor who 
<laughs> yeah, out yeah. there is taking most yeah. of the search if you if look it, up it, Jay Hunter. If it's if it's a guy with a shaved head who's in a lot of action movies, that's not me. But uh but yeah, hit yeah, us go, up. Go, hit go, us. go check out my podcast. It's pretty damn good. And if you like the syrupy tones of my voice, who baby, there's oh, like fifty episodes gosh, waiting uh, for you. Way, way fifty too much. episodes on Ween. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, and growing and growing. And Look, if you're enjoying this podcast, which we are, we know you are because we got y'all listens coming in, shoot us an email. I don't know what the email is, but look it up on the description of the episode and you'll find out. Or follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You never know. If you start following us more inten- intensely, maybe there's more cool stuff that's going to happen on Instagram. Yeah. Well... Thank you, Jay Hunter, for co-hosting with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you, Joe Cabello, for thanks for having me. Being in the hot seat today. If I can make people see a movie in a different and better light, that makes me happy. <sighs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sounds good. Thank you, Elizabeth Silit, for artwork. Thank you, Bry Walker, for freaking amazing music. Is this music great or what, Jay? It's excellent music. Uh, Brian Walker is uh, he's a bit of a genius a bit of a genius killing it and thank you for listening